Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. Everybody to Rescuing Churches. This is our weekly podcast where all the women are strong, the men are good looking, and the children are above average. Wait, wait, wait. That's Garrison Keeler's podcast and old radio show that we used to love about Lake Wobegon, um, Prairie Home Companion. This is Rescuing Churches with the good looking and Above average son Joshua Givens, and I have no idea what that reference even. That must oh, have you been, used to listen to me as listen to it as a kid with me. We that loved must it. have been so far outside Prairie of Home my home companion. Everybody look it up. Saint broadcast from Saint Paul's, that's Minnesota. Like something I'm going to have to Google later. Was really awesome, by the way. <laughs> um, but I'm Stan Givens, the executive director of Six Fourteen Ministries, and this is our podcast, Rescuing Churches, and today uh, alongside me sit my son Joshua, who is above average. In most categories. <laughs> most. and Not every category, just most. And our silent partner who is above average in every category. Of course Manning all the knobs at Mission <laughs> Control. So grateful for him. But we are going to talk today about, um, literally about a subject that I would have disagreed with over a while back until my son has convinced me of the truth of this information and how accurate he is about that. And that is using church communications, meaning media, websites, podcasts, social media, social media, mm-hmm. graphics, graphics, graphic design as yeah. a ministry, not just a function. Yep. And Joshua taught at our recent uh, Shepherd Summit. He taught a session on this um, that was encouraging to our pastors, and so we thought we'd include it as one of our. Uh, podcast for you, so you have the notes if you want to follow along. Yep, and any pastors who missed out on the Shepherd Summit, this is your chance to kind of dive into that. Right, and 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 really, I've had to learn as a sixty-year-old man, and pastor's been doing this for a long time. That having a good web page, a good social media presence on Facebook and Instagram and all these other platforms is actually a ministry, not just a thing you have to do. Yep, it's not like we use we use the example sometimes that the web pages everybody's yellow pages of today right and people google the google you to find you and you've got to have some presence out there in the digital world in order to be found and so in my old brain um the phone book for me was never a ministry it was just a way to find our location which makes it a function a function and the web page and the social media and all the stuff that my son does for our church and many of you as pastors do for your own church, um, we want to encourage you to see it. And I think after you hear Josh's instructions on that today and some of the notes he has, you're going to see it better as a ministry 
and uh, as an opportunity to minister. And so it needs to get a little more attention and a little more time than right. we may be putting into it. A little it. more so, strategizing. Yep. Yeah. So, Josh, why don't you give some of these testimonies? you got a few testimonies and quotes here um, that you pulled, and they're really good. Yeah. Personal stories that help people understand what the web um, what what the World Wide Web has um, <laughs> to, to use some old terminology. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, ha, what what the web has brought to churches that we wouldn't have had before. Give us some of those testimonies. Right. Well, okay. So before I decided to give this spiel, this talk at the Shepherd Summit, one of the things that I was uh, that was really on my heart to do, and it kind of was born out of. Um, the impact that personal testimonies and personal stories have had here at our church at Northside um, is I decided I would, hey, I'm in a Facebook group called Church Communications. A um, little shout out to everybody in my group. Silent Partner Mike is actually in that group with me. Um, and it was started by a girl named Katie Allred, um, who uh, was with um, Brentwood Baptist Church in Tennessee for a long, a long time. And if any of you are in the Baptist world, then you are probably knowledgeable of that church in one way or another. They produce a ton of great music up there. Um, and she moved back here to, she's originally from Mobile and moved back here in 2018 to become an assistant professor at University of Mobile. Mm -hmm. So she now teaches digital media and software development for all the students out there. And um, she founded and started a, a Facebook group called Church Communications, and it has grown by leaps and bounds. There is now over 29,000 mm. Church Communications people, marketers, graphic designers, um, pastors, volunteers, lay leaders, audio guys, lighting guys, just techs, everything in that group. Um, there's the guys that are wearing the multiple hats. So sure. you've got tons of the small church pastors sure. in there going, hey, I'm the pastor, I'm the lighting guy, I'm the tech guy, I'm the, I'm the everything guy, I just need help. We're, right. we're all in that group. And we're all able to share our ideas with each other. So I decided before my... Um, and some pastors can actually go there just as a side Yes, note. yeah. You could go there and ask somebody in that group to design something for you. Oh, yeah. If you're overwhelmed, yeah. just put out a request. Say, Does anybody have a few minutes to design me something for this? Yep. And you might get a free, yep. way big help from some people that are masterfully gifted yeah, and in I'm, designing. And I'm going to drop the link to that Facebook group um, into the show notes for everybody. So... Uh, one of the things I decided to do just with the burden that has been on dad's heart and my heart um, in reflecting on the power of personal stories is, hey, before my talk, I'll just put out a poll in that group since you can do polls on Facebook and ask everybody, give me a time when you saw the digital ministry of your the digital presence of your church, either on social media or on your website, your church's audio uh, podcast where your sermons are, whatever the case may be. How did you actually see it serve as a ministry? Um, and so I got and I got some great feedback and just decided to pick the top four because I got so many. Um, so here was well, I'll just read a couple of them. Here was one from um, uh, a lady named Ricolette. She said, I had posted a prayer request asking that our congregants pay, pray for the marriage course that was launching that evening. And a person asked in the comment thread whether it was too late to join. I said, no problem, because I was curious. I thought that he was divorced already, but it turns out that he and his wife had been separated for four and a half years, which was heartbreaking because they had three young kids. But they did the course together and decided to reconcile and get remarried. So good. That's awesome. Um, all, all because he made that connection digitally. She responded and made everything happen right there. And because they posted a prayer request. Yes. 
yep. to, to pray for the marriage course. Exactly. The, the launching of the marriage course. Exactly. That, just that simple note. Yep. Got somebody's attention. And then this one was really great from uh, my friend Marcy. Um, she's in the group. She does some phenomenal work and with her church page and with the group itself and some other areas. Um, she said, a few years ago, I was posting our church a Sunday set list, their worship music set list, every Friday to our church page. And she actually inspired me to do the same every now and then on our page. Um, and she says, I didn't see too much reach or engagement, but our people seemed to like it. And I didn't have to put much thought into any content on my day off. I got a DM from a guy, which is a direct message, at a small church plant in another state. They were so small and so new that they didn't have the people or the budget for real worship ministry. He said he was using our set list to load YouTube lyric videos for his congregation each week. And I realized we were having an impact on a whole other body of believers without ever even knowing it. Sure. That's and so cool. That's just amazing. And then lastly, this one comes from another friend of mine in the group. His name's Justin Nava. Um, and this one right here is just, I mean, this is digital ministry to its core. He says, a student who is having suicidal thoughts saw our Instagram post of a Bible verse. And the verse was Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 2, which talks about to everything there is a season, time to be born and a time to die. And instead of killing himself, he called the student pastor for counseling that night. Yeah, so we went from suicide planning to kill myself to reflecting on a Bible verse that I visually saw and it had a visual it, it, because yeah. of the vi, because of the way that the brain works with visual media imagery content, with, media content. yeah with media content and visual imagery and wh whatever that verse looked like you guys see those kinds of verses on you version your on your Bible app all the, all time. the time they have great designs and graphical looks whatever he saw it, it had some kind of visual connection, and he and he literally made the choice. And gave him enough hope to call him a, the youth pastor. Yep, enough hope and said, I'm going to call the youth pastor and get counseling instead. That's good. And our friend, Pastor Brandon Rogers of Midway Baptist here in Mississippi nearby. This is actually not that Brandon Rogers. Oh, it's a different Brandon It is a different Rogers. Brandon Rogers. Okay. Uh, just like I said. That's right. Just I like, I, that, just yeah, like I said in my speech. Um he says that there was a guy invited to his church, but he was too afraid to come in person. So instead, he decided to watch for six to eight weeks online before giving his life to Christ. But then he came the very next week, and when he, when he came, that was in person, and he was baptized soon after. So he actually watched online. Yeah. So the, just the fact that they had their digital service allowed him to respond to one of the salvation calls online. And he got saved. He got saved right there in his house right. or wherever he was watching the service. And then he said, not only am I saved now, but I want to follow a next step and actually show up and get baptized. Yeah. So church communications is a ministry, yep. not just a function. Not just these a are function. examples of how the media pages and all that were ministering at the same time. Exactly. And for most of us as pastors, we have to really get that into our head and begin to refocus ourselves around somebody needs to be helping us with ministry. Somebody needs to be helping us with with this digital platform so that we're actually using it for a ministry, using it for a ministry. Right, exactly. Um, and even though it's two-dimensional, I know I've, I hound you on this all the time. Oh, yeah, you pound Digi on it. Digital steel is only two-dimensional, but 
But hey, when I when I gave my speech, what did I say? Yeah. What what el- what else was two dimensional? The Apostle Paul's letters to the churches <laughs> was two dimensional. That was two dimensional. Cannot argue with that. And work at any pastor in the room. And, so I'm, you pre- had us and I'm pretty sure we're using those every right. Sunday. <laughs> right. We use them every Sunday. So very well said. Um, but just be, if you don't understand technology and some other things, you need to get past that. You need to get into a place as a pastor where you get some help, you get some people to come alongside you and do that. Yep. Um, and you have a very famous quote here. Yes. Um, I searched high and low when I was deciding to give my speech for um, anything I could use from some of the greatest scholars and theologians of our time. Yes. Um, and found Charles none. Charles Spurgeon didn't have anything. Charles Spurgeon had nothing. Um, nothing on digital media. Yeah, nothing from Moody. Um, yeah, nothing no, on digital media. Martin Luther, no Luther, quotes. yeah, none of those guys. So... Yeah. Um, I went a different route with some of our other different theologians and found in, in the famous words of Captain James T. Kirk of the Starship Enterprise from the episode entitled The Corbivite Maneuver. He says, and this is one of the, this is quote goes with one of the reasons I think a lot of pastors avoid technology and social media. This is what he has to say. Space, the final frontier. That's <laughs> no, what he says. No, I, no. I've heard him say that. Space, the this final This is actually frontier. what he said in that. He says that at the beginning of every oh, episode. Oh, I got you. Okay. <laughs> You being the Trekkie in the family. Absolutely. (laughs) He says, you know, the greatest danger facing us is ourselves, an irrational fear of the unknown. But there's no such thing as the unknown, only things temporarily hidden, temporarily not understood. And I think that's so true for a lot of pastors when it comes to tech and social media. Sure. It's really well said. Really well said that, that, that what is unknown to me as a senior pastor, an older man is only temporarily hidden if I'll get somebody to help me learn and do it. And it, and it means we don't have to be afraid of it. We can actually use it. We can yeah. use it for good. Yeah. And most of us as pastors have learned to use our full-blown smartphones. Right. Most of us as pastors are using computers like crazy now. Yep. We're in the digital world and we're, we're learning how to use our computers. We're learning how to use all the software programs. Oh, like, yeah. Microsoft, all that stuff's being part of that. So, you know, this is just another step in that direction. Yep. Um, lots of users, 2.8 billion monthly active users on Facebook. Yes. The statistics on this stuff are, are right. mind-blowing. Yeah, 1 billion monthly active users on Instagram. Um, and, and there's just a ton of that. 500 million active users on Snapchat and 100 million monthly active users on TikTok. Yep. All of that you can kind of play out in your head as to what you want to do. But, but it's so important that we as pastors understand that platform actually creates more opportunity for us than we would normally think of. Yep. Um, than we would normally think of. So, and, and when you see those statistics, what it really should show you is there's more people online now, and, and the, the amount of people online has increased significantly. It was that was true before COVID, but the pandemic kind of ramped all that up and amplified it all the more. And, right, and I and I think, and and this is the the core statement that I made in the middle of all that um, at the summit was, if there's more people online, and these are real people, you know, these are actual human beings, if there's more people online on social media, on websites, and places like that, um, then the church, the local church, at large has to leverage that space to build relationships and prompt things like discipleship and spiritual growth and church attendance. And we don't just have um, an opportunity to do that. We have a responsibility to do that. Yeah, and I remember being, you know, a thousand years ago when I was in Bible college, 
one of our discussions was would the Apostle Paul use television and broadcast television like Billy Graham was yes. doing to reach the masses. Right. And the discussion always came back to uh, probably the Apostle Paul would have seen that as a great way to get the gospel going forward. Exactly. Um, so here we are again with another level of that, yep. reaching millions at a time. Um, and there's so many people online, it seems that we have the responsibility to reach them and talk to them, which is really your emphasis. Exactly. And so you define digital ministry uh, pretty clearly here. Yep. Why don't you tell them that definition you put out there? Yeah, digital ministry really isn't anything complex. It is ministry that happens digitally, obviously. It's when the local church takes advantage of technology and then leverages it in order to spread the gospel thereby helping people grow in their faith, their knowledge of the word, get involved in a local church, and later become disciple makers themselves. And it's all part of a cycle process, a cyclical process. And I was going to diagram that out on PowerPoint, but I ran out of time at the last minute. Right, right. But I, I would venture to say that most of the churches that attended our summit and most of you listening to this podcast you're probably doing something already like recording your sermons or even even if you're still just recording to cassette tapes and like passing them out to people after the service or in your neighborhood. You got to sell the cassette player. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if you're still doing right. that, that is still a form of content distribution. You can't argue with that. Right. So, um, so if you're doing that or CDs or whatever it is, and if you're not doing some form of that, or if you need to upgrade, come see us here at 614, and we'll be happy to help you. Yeah, or just call us. Yeah, call us. Yeah, we have a number we'll list at the end of the podcast, and you can just call us and get in touch. And, and that, Josh will, that's digital ministry right Josh there. Josh will point you in the right direction. So, yep. um, so there's some questions to ask in your strategizing as you begin to try to to shape your digi digital ministry platforms and do what you're saying is actually minister um, on there. It doesn't mean we're going to take pictures of every little thing we do at church. And no. here's the pastor eating his chicken lunch. And here's the pastor eating his, <laughs> here's the pastor eating his bre biscuit breakfast and that right. kind of thing. That's not what you're talking about. There's some very strategic keep all, keep things. Keep all that stuff on your own personal. Very strategic media. things that the church Please. page can have, um, that would help you. So, so tell, tell us those questions that you asked to, to help build your strategy. Yeah, there's just three of them real uh, briefly. The first one is, what is it that I want them to know? Secondly, what action am I wanting them to take? And third, what are the next steps? Next steps is the most important one out of that. Yeah, so what do you want them to know? Uh, this is where you're going to decide on what exactly it is that you're posting. So like, is it, you know, a Bible verse? Is it um, a quote from your, your sermon? Is it a quote from a Charles Spurgeon sermon? Um, and then when you decide on what you're going to post, what, and what, okay, is that going to be in text form? Is it going to be a graphic that I made? Whatever it is, ask yourself, what is my purpose in posting this? Why is it actually important? And if you can't answer that question, you might yeah. not you might not need yeah. to post it. Yeah, and and the purposes that you would have for posting a Bible verse like that is to feed the flock. Yep, is to draw attention to Scripture yep. by non-believers, and maybe even tie it back to Sunday sermon to tie it some to Sunday sermon, which to tie which it to fed an people the two yeah. or three days before to tie it to an upcoming message that's coming to draw exactly. people's attention to something like that. So that's all digital ministry. Yeah, yeah. So what action do I want them to take? Second question, what action do I want them, your audience, to take when they see your post? Yes, uh, this is, so, okay, so like if you're posting a meaningful quote or something like that, um, if you're the social media manager of that particular platform, that your church page or whatever it is, 
you're probably hoping that you're going to get some feedback in the comment threads or some likes or something like that. Um, but really, the ultimate goal and the real action here is you you want them to be to share that content and not just share it digitally, but you want them to share that in the real world in their daily life. So, you know, it's it's kind of like a you know, hey, I see this great Bible verse or this great quote on the church Facebook page and it ministered to me in some way and I'm right. going to I'm going to click share so that it shows up on my feed but it ministered to me in such a powerful way that I got to tell my friend when I see her at work or mm-hmm. when I get to school or when I do that so not just ministry. digitally share but verbally verbally share share, share so it important. in yeah. real life share it share it in person I mean more than a virtual share but ne- virtual share really important virtual share is important but digital ministry is happening when it's being shared on the digital platform and outside of the digital platform, you literally have no idea where it could lead or go. Like we referenced a minute ago, a student's life or even their soul could literally be saved because of an Instagram or a Facebook post. That's right. That's very good. That's very good. And then thirdly, you ask, what are the next steps? Yeah, this one's the most important one in my uh, very humble personal opinion really what it all comes down to, which is using your digital platforms to kind of bring your people into church and then regular attendance, but and, and to, to really bring them into regular discipleship and small groups and opportunities for spiritual growth. So next steps is basically when somebody says, okay, so I found your church online. That's great. You know, I really like it. I, I really want to attend. But they're they're now asking the question, what else can I do to get involved? Like, how does this process work or play out for me? And as the pastor of the church or the communications minister or both, if they're not asking that question or can't find the answer to it on your website, then you should be figuring that out. And you should be encouraging them to ask that question. Your digital platforms should be encouraging it as well. Um, you should be pushing them with your digital content towards discipleship, Bible studies, spiritual growth and all that. And and in doing that, as you as you push them toward those things, you're actually achieving the bigger goal that your church has, yep. which is evangelism and discipleship. discipleship. Which is which makes your your communications thing one of the ministry arms of your church. Yes, yeah, not just a function, but it's actual ministry arm. Yep. And it can be your ministry is enhanced and facilitated by this particular ministry in your church. Yep. Um, so we really have to see that as a, as a stronger deal. I love how you've worded a bunch of that. I really love the presentation you made at our summit uh, last week. It was awesome. Yeah, so. I just I just really my, my heart is to encourage every pastor to to view the um, the importance of digital and social media that way. Um, even if they don't understand it, it's not something they have to be afraid of. Um, they can have a guy like me or or someone else come in and help them with it. Um, but but really to understand that just like a handwritten letter in in the day of you know Paul and Timothy right it can be used by God to move the hearts and minds of people into pursuing a relationship with him and then it also provides a platform for your church to engage with and connect with people um in a in a realm where quite honestly and we all know this in a realm where the enemy would love to eat them, eat them for dinner um Correct. I mean, he he would really love to just destroy people in the world of social media, but the church has the gospel, and we can be a light there. Right. And and six fourteen ministries dot org would give you a good way if you look at the who are we and contact page on that. You can reach out to Josh through that. 
Um, he can give you a lot of uh, guidance. We we want to give you free guidance and get you started and get you Absolutely. going in a good direction. And so he'll be happy to do that. And, of course, with our technology today, with Zoom meetings and FaceTime and all that good stuff we can do, yep. you can sit down with him and your computer and show him what you're seeing, and he can look at what you're doing and exactly. give you some, some direction. And there's a number of our podcasts that deal with it, enhancing and improving uh, your your. Um, digital areas of yes. ministry so you can go back and listen to some of those yeah. as well we'll probably drop some of those drop in our some, show notes. yeah we will definitely put those in the show notes thanks for listening alright guys that's going to do it for us today we hope that you found this episode helpful and inspiring I am Josh that's my dad Stan silent partner Mike and we'll catch you next time you've been listening to Rescuing Churches a discussion for the local church and its leaders this show is brought to you by 614 Ministries Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks for listening.